Welcome to track number 14 of Zogrio. You may be seated. Now, I want to um, continue. We are going to look at the laws of the soldier. There are many laws, but we'll just look at them. Number one, the law of life and death realities. When you go to war, you are fighting a war, there are some laws, as it were, that... Um, that concern you because you are a soldier. Is that not so? And one of them is the law of life and death realities. War is not a game. When a uh, before we had the election, some people were saying Ghana will burn. We will fight. We are going to fight for our whatever. Ghana will burn and so on. It's because they haven't seen a war before. <laughs> if you know what is war, you will never wish it for anybody. It's like death. If you know what death is, you will never wish for somebody to die or for somebody something to die. It is because you don't know what it is. That is why you wish something like that. You know, those of you who have people you hate, you, you, you just think, you know, sometimes some people see an orangu or somebody who is really somewhere and you, you think to yourself that this, this person, he will die soon. Or something will happen. And we don't just die easily like that. If all orangus were to die, we would not be alive. Somebody go to commit fornication and you, you are thinking to yourself that she will die soon. We don't just die like that. You know what is death? You can't easily be thinking of for somebody that you just die. Amen. And one of the laws of the soldier, I'm, ta- I'm now talking about soldiers of faith, is the reality that there is a real situation of impossibility of life and Death. Amen. That means that your life is at stake. And when we are at war, I mean we we can jump and dance. But when real war starts, it's life and many people who are used by God have had near death experiences before. Yeah, many people are used to have had near death. I've had near death experiences several times. Yeah. And when you get into real battle, real warfare, which we are engaged in, in now, we must pray. And we must know that it's no more a game, it's no more an evening. Past time, something we are just doing. We, we can't afford to make some mistakes. When there's war, you can't afford to. You may see a chicken outside your gate. I remember when we had the, um, the coups, you know, uh, curfews. I was, I was stand inside my father's house and I, we couldn't step out, but chickens were moving outside. 
You may be hungry, you may want to go and catch it, but you can't go there. Because there are realities that are involved. And when you are at a certain level of working for God, you must know that it's now a life and death situation. Because Satan is not amused at all about what you are doing. You must know at times that if there's, you reach a certain point, if you disobey God, you will die. How many have felt that way before, that you can easily die if you are not doing the will of God? Oh yeah. I've felt that many times. That if I joke around doing things that I'm not, I'm not supposed to do, I can easily die. So I'm always praying for forgiveness. And I want people to pray for me always for forgiveness and mercies. Because the realities, you see, uh, sometimes my children play around and they have, they have guns and they'll say, pa, 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 and then they'll be seeing it. And when I was telling them, that, look, this like somebody like Rambo who shoots a lot of people and he never dies. There's nothing like that in real life. Real war. You can ask real soldiers. The soldiers start to urinate on themselves. They start to scream. You see grown-up men. If you have ever watched a film that is trying to show real war, there's nothing like Rambo or uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Spider-Man and all these guys. It's the James Bond, Bruce Lee. There's nobody like that in the world. At most, you can kill one or two people, but they'll kill you very soon. Is that not so? Yeah. So you must know that real war and real church work, army battle conscious Christianity, we are moving into another realm. I said we are moving into another realm. And you must have a serious mind. We are not playing games anymore. It's not an Easter get-together or a Christmas happiness fellowship. It's a time of serious warfare. That is why we can't afford to let our porters sleep. We are releasing porters. Is that not so? We are releasing porters to work. Reverend Saki is going to take us through any moment from now on the work of shepherds. Is that not so? Shepherds who are porters, pastors who are porters, and we are going to share the areas. When we are shouting, Zogrio, Zogrio, Satan is very, look, he's looking, demons are sending emails and fast. And look, something, something is happening. And that's something we are shouting, certain word. Zogrio. The West seem to be more powerful than Anakazu. <laughs> Amen. And we are very determined. And Satan is losing grounds. Do you think he is pleased? If he could have the opportunity, you would die. Benihin has been in a plane crash before. The plane that he was in, it ran out of that... Um, fuel and they came and, and fell into the earth terrible oh yeah and then somebody woke up in the night and said pray for Benihin and started to pray Potter was woken up to pray quickly Lord forgive, forgive him he said that he attended the funeral of his father and he preached. And as he was preaching, he felt his tie tightening. It was like, the devil said that I'm going to kill you. So I want you to know as we are going from this place, we must have a certain seriousness. Somebody may go and fornicate, even he wouldn't get even, I mean, gonorrhea or even cystitis. But you... You may go and try. When they write on it, HIV positive plus plus VE, that means positive. You'll be surprised. 
And others HIV may stay for a long time, but yours may go, and then you see that you are gone. Put on the armor of God. Shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness, helmet, feet shod with the perspiration of the gospel, feet, belt of truth, etc. Amen. But there's nothing for the back. So those who are running away, we are fighting you. Hey, 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 hey! Those who are running away. Are you listening to me? And turning around. Are you listening to me? Those who are running away. Turning around, away from the enemy. And running back. Amen. They don't have any back plate of holiness. I said, there's no back plate of holiness. There's only a breastplate of righteousness. There's no back plate of holiness or bottom plate of uh, uh, what? Of peace, of salvation. There's only a breastplate. There's no back plate. There's no bottom plate of safety. So there's no turning back. Tell somebody there's no turning back. Shake three people, say there's no turning back, brother. Shake the person, there's no turning back. We are going all the way. We are going all the way. Amen. So we can't go back. You can't afford to backslide. You've come so far. You've risen and risen and risen. How many feel that you are spiritually higher than you've ever been before? Raise up your right hand. Powerful. You can't afford to reduce now. You can't afford to go backwards now. You can't afford to cool down. You can't afford to slow down. We must increase the tempo. We must go faster. We must reach further. We must work harder. We must do His will. We must witness to everyone. While we have the time. The law of the reality of life and death. If you play around. You'll find yourself singing and playing your harp in heaven at the wrong time. And there are casualties. As we are fighting, some people will be knocked down. There are casualties. It's a reality. So even as we are all going, the reality is that some of us will be knocked off. And Satan will knock some of us out. Is it not the reality of war? Anytime you send a group of soldiers, you should expect that some will not come back. Only you pray that it will not be your relative. I remember when Major was first going to war. He came and showed us his chain. He had a chain you wear it on your neck. You've written your name and your church. So that in case something happens, they look on your name this thing to see who, who you are and your church. So that they bring your body back to your wife with your chain. Because maybe your head will be blown off pa, like that. Or something, explosion, something, something. Then you, so this place will be there. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's just a reality. So those of you who want to be soldiers, it's not a game. A, we will go to Lebanon. When we go to Lebanon, we will have this. We will buy a television. And, uh, We've not understood what uh, so being a soldier is about. They'll send us for UN peacekeeping. We'll go to Kosovo and then we will buy video and then it's a real thing. And you've got to be aware. Amen. 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 So the next one is the law of the wounded. Now, let me show you something about the law of life and death realities. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw, verse 2, and I saw, and behold, I saw a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. 
Amen. He went forth conquering and to conquer. Amen. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from there that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse 5. Notice verse 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard a, beast, a third beast say, Come and see. And behold, a lower black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley. See thou hath not the oil and the wine. So you notice that first, that which takes away peace, that which goes forth conquering and to conquer. Are you listening to me? And then in verse 5, you begin to see there's no food, shortage of food. A penny for a measure of wheat for a penny. Three measures of barley for a penny. That means very high price for a little food. So famine is a consequence of war, normal. And then verse 7, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I said, come and, the voice of the fourth beast said, come and see. And behold, verse 8, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him and power was given over them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth a normal sequence follows war death famine sadness people crying funerals is part of it and as we fight and as we go to war you must know that there are casualties and it's a very serious thing. And if you think that, if, if you just have to have a vision of Satan once. And you will know of somebody who hates you. Pastor Kaka, have you had a vision of Satan before? You do feel that he hated you. Uh, come and tell us, please. Come and tell us. Hallelujah. Amen. If you ever see or get a picture... Of the devil and his attitude towards you. You will not think that it's somebody who is trying to do some mischief or something. Somebody who hates you with a passion. And so as we are there, it's not something we must joke with about prayer or joke with about what you, you must be afraid to just be moving around in that way. Amen. Come and tell us. You say you've seen Tell us what you saw and how you felt. Um, in my church, I always used to say that me, I don't fear Satan. So if anybody knows his address, you should tell him that I'm inviting him to come. <laughs> so but, so it's, it's, an, it's an open invitation that I've always been throwing that Satan should come if he wants to come because I'm ready to face him. Then one day, I think Satan decided to respond to the <laughs> invitation that I had been offering all the time for, for years. So... One night, I saw, like, it was like the sky opened. And then I saw a lot of angels. They were coming from heaven. And they landed right in front of my house. And they were all shouting, Heal the Lord, heal the Lord, heal the Lord, heal the Lord. And they made a very long corridor. And I saw someone coming. And I thought it was Jesus. Well, he looks just like he looks just, just just like Jesus. And white, there was light. So heal the Lord, heal the Lord. So I bowed down on my knees and I said, "Jesus is coming." So actually, I felt the, the presence, like the, it was like a very powerful presence, like the presence of God. So I fell down on my knees. I just felt I must go down on my knees. I went down on my knees. Then he was getting closer and closer and closer and closer. As he was getting closer, there was a bright light, and I could feel the, the power. Then, yeah, he was not very close to me now. So when he was close to me, something told me that I should look up. So I lifted my, 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 my head. Then, but his hand was just above my head. He was just about to touch me but when I looked at his eyes 
I remember that they were green. And I knew that I was looking at Satan. Eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> Immediately, I screamed. I said, Jesus. I shouted. My wife was asleep, but she woke up because of the scream. When I said Jesus, there was a loud explosion. That somebody had thrown a bomb. Then I saw a bright light. Then I saw that everybody had been cleared by the name of Jesus. But, uh, but I was very afraid. I was shaking like a leaf. <laughs> I was shivering. <laughs> This one happened recently. That one, I was, I was in my room and uh, I was asleep. But I f- it was in the night and I felt somebody had entered the room. So I just woke up suddenly. When I woke up, my, my, my eye was looking at towards my door. I saw a man standing right in front of my bed. A real human so my heart froze suddenly and then I closed my eyes because of, I was afraid and but when I saw him he was holding a chain I mean I saw him with my two eyes like that when I closed my eyes then I felt the chain as like he threw the thing it was like handcuffs but it went around my neck and then it locked it but I heard the voice, the Lord say, <laughs> but I heard the Lord telling me that. He said, be still. So I was just there. Then he began to pull me physically. I was coming. I was being pulled off the bed. <laughs> it was at that point that I became very afraid. <laughs> So my legs came off the bed. But the Lord had told me that just be still. But when my legs came off the bed, (laughs) then I heard a noise. At that point, I heard a noise. Like some people were struggling in the room. But at, at, that, at that point, the, the pulling had ceased. But I, still, I was so scared that I still closed my eyes. So it was like, I heard something like a fight. <laughs> there was silence. Then I, I felt that thing just open. The, 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 the handcuff or whatever, I just opened. Then I felt that thing just release. Then after a while, after about... 10, about 15 minutes, I was lying there. I couldn't even open my eyes. So I was just there for a long time. Then I opened my eyes gradually. I realized that that the whole room was clear. So then I realized that an evil spirit had actually manifested physically in my room. You want more stories? <laughs> Does he have another one? If you see it, you will be even afraid of the intentions of the person or that being for you. It's very frightening. So, that when, we are, when you, you are doing these things that we are going to, we are going to get involved with, you must be very careful with yourself. You must give no place to the devil. You must give him no opportunity because it's a real situation of life and death 
and God working with us and there's a battle going on. If you read Rick Joyner's book on the final quest, you see the battle that was going on and, and the demons like uh, vultures and they were vomiting on the Christians and defecating on them and urinating on them. And these are like accusations. Are you listening to me? These are like accusations and, and condemnation ministered to the saints and to the Christians, which is the commonest attack. Accusing, 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 accusing. Amen. Accusing. Accusing. Help me, Jesus. Oh, somebody say, help me this afternoon, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Law number two, as I read in the book of Revelation, you see that for the law of life and death, really, war is accompanied by famine, which is accompanied by death, and all sorts of these are the realities. It's not that film you've been watching where the, the good man never dies and he always survives, and they just shoot his arm small, and then he has a bandage, and that's the end of the film. It's not like that. It's a very real fight for our very life and existence. Amen. The second law. Huh? No, the second is the law of what? The wounded. Amen. There are going to be wounded. Hallelujah. Wounded people. Amen. Your people are going to be wounded. People are going to be hurt. In First Samuel chapter 31, you can see a wounded man in war. Hallelujah. A wounded man in 1 Samuel chapter 31. As we fight this fight, there is going to be wounded. In 1 Samuel chapter 31, the Bible says, And now the Philistines fought against Israel. And the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down. And the Philistines followed. Verse 3. And the battle went sore against Saul. And the archers hit him. And he was sore wounded of the archers. That is the people who were shooting with bows and arrows. Those were the archers. And verse 4, And then said Saul unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was so afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. So Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men that same day together. You realize that it's not easy to be wounded. Amen. Hallelujah. It is not easy to be in war because people are wounded. Amen. And, and some people are going to be hurt. And when you are hurt, you are vulnerable. I said, when you are hurt, you are vulnerable. And Saul knew that he was vulnerable. And that is why Satan always wants me to be hurt. And wants me to be offended. So when things happen, sometimes I don't want to think about it. Because when I think about it, I become more hurt. And when I'm hurt, I start limping. And then I become more open to more attacks. And it's followed up by more. Saul knew that because he had been hit, he wasn't yet dead. But he was wounded. He said that if these guys get me, they won't let me die slowly. I mean, they won't let me die quickly. They will abuse me. Those of you who watched the film of Sergeant Doe when he was caught. You get it? He didn't want... Nobody wants to be wounded and be caught by the enemy when you are wounded. Pray that you are not wounded when you are preaching. I said, pray that you are not wounded when you are preaching. Because when you are wounded, your messages are different. When you are wounded and you are counseling people, your messages are different. When you are wounded and you are, and you are ministering, you don't minister with the same kind of love. Because you are a wounded person. You are hurt. You are being shot by an arrow. Satan has urinated on you. He has accused you. He has abused you. He has vomited on you, defecated on you, and you don't feel confident anymore. It makes you lose your confidence. 
and you want to withdraw, I think the best description of these arrows is what you find in Rejoiner's book of the vomit. I was once, I remember in school, I went to the snack square on the eastern compound of Achimota School and I was standing under a tree. Then suddenly I heard the sound. And I felt something wet on my side here. And I turned to look on the left. And there, a sparrow had poopooed on me fully. And my whole shirt was full of, I, of, of toilet. I, I, lo- I lost confidence. I didn't feel like going to school anymore. I didn't feel like going for lectures. I, I, I didn't want to go and continue with my counseling. Amen. I didn't feel like preaching anymore the way I used to preach. I didn't feel like carrying on. I felt it. I felt I should just go back. I felt like withdrawing. Because when you are hurt, when the arrows have hit you, you don't want to continue. Amen. Some of you have been in a relationship. You've broken up and it's pain you because it happened in the church. And you even wonder, why should this happen in the church? Maybe you've been in the church and God does not seem to have heard your prayers. You feel like going back. A brother said to me, we, we, he said to me, I, I, we tried to have a, ch- a child and the child was not coming. He said that I could, not, I could not preach certain messages. It was difficult for me. Because you yourself are not, it's like you are praying, you are also believing God. It's not an easy thing. And it's like you feel like going back. 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 You are saying, I see God give you a car. You don't have a car. You don't have a car. After church, a member will be taking you to the house. (sighs) Or you walk with the members to the house. (laughs) Or you just go in the trotter and they pay for you. Or every time they are paid for you. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like you are, you are not, you don't, you, 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 you feel like going back. How many understand what I mean by you feel like going back? You feel like going back. You feel like withdrawing out of it. It's because you are wounded. And Saul didn't want to continue fighting. He just wanted to leave the city. He said, I just want to die. I just want to be away. Kill me. Let me die. And this thing was afraid. Me, I should kill a king. I beg you, please. <laughs> so, brothers and sisters, you are going to be hurt. I promise you hurt. Oh yeah, Jesus said it, it must needs be that offenses come. It has to happen. I pray for you when it happens. When what you thought, there are things that I was surprised. You know, I remember, I, I just want to pause here for a moment. We will just we'll continue on, on this point, but we want to just divide ourselves to the areas. Can we arrange, rearrange ourselves according to our zones in the city? Now, we are having a camp meeting, so those of you who are expecting that we will say we are closing at 5 o'clock, we are closing at 6 o'clock, we are closing at 7 o'clock, that doesn't apply. You've been told already. We are closing at the end. It's as simple as ABC. So, cast away your minds of um, going some, something, something, somewhere. The laws of the soldier. What's the law number one? The law of what? Life and death, really. Law number two? The law of the wounded. Is that not so? Law number three? Okay. The law of having the right weapons. Weapons. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. Now, the weapons of our what? Says Zogrio. Says Zogrio. Zogrio. 
Zogrio. Zogrio. Catch men alive. Capture men alive. Was Joshua able to capture some men alive? Very good. Now, when he entered uh, that place, Jericho, he killed all the orangus and all the people who did not believe in his message. And he saved and captured alive Rahab and her relatives. Now, whilst fighting for the Lord, there are certain weapons you need to have. Can I have an amen? amen? And that is one of the laws of the soldier. And we are talking about soldiers of faith. Even in the natural, you need to have the right weapons. If you are fighting with bows and arrows, and others are fighting with AK-47 and special automatic rocket launches and missiles that can shoot very far you are very handicapped and when it comes to god's work and when it comes to fighting in the army of the lord we need to have special weapons with which we can deal with the things that the enemy presents us with now satan's power is not really what you must be afraid of but his ability to deceive is his strongest and most effective uh, uh, tactic strategy and weapon against us his ability to lie to us and we believe in the lies of satan many times so god has given us many weapons and the weapons we have are to cast down strongholds and imaginations now the strongholds of satan are strong areas of thought you see that when you say strongholds or like let's say ghana if, if you are fighting against ghana and you want to really deal with us you have to bomb akosomo dam bomb the adam at akuse bomb the thermal plant the lights will be off these are the strategies you bomb some strong important areas the light will be out next bomb wager no water already the whole system is beginning to be different are you understanding what i'm saying then we close down certain major roads. Kumasi Road, Tamale Road, Accra, to Volta region, whatever. You bomb, bomb, bomb. Strategic. Now, we want to cut off the radios. So we, we want, if you are bold, go and broadcast from tomorrow in the evening. When you broadcast, we bomb your station. When you broadcast, we bomb your station. If you are bold, come and speak again. Then they bomb, 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 and they leave one that they will use themselves. After that, we go to the main places where the soldiers are. You get it? And then we can, if we can get the key to where they are keeping the, 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 the armored cars and the few tanks that we have, if we can get a special key to open that place and then the key to spark the armored cars and the tanks, then we can drive them ourselves. You get it? But if they won't allow us, we can bomb the whole place. So the whole, that whole place will be spot. So we all just drive normal cars. Have you seen how to win the war? So America, they photograph the whole world. They have photographs of Ghana, photographs of the whole. They have a satellite. They had a rocket that they sent around the whole world. It went around several times photographing the whole world. So they have data of photographs and pictures of the whole world everything and you can have pictures even sometimes if you watch on television you see they are showing golf when they are playing golf and you see the ball going in the air like that and land on the grass that goes small golf ball they are taking it from the sky the satellite in the sky is filming that thing and watching the thing from wherever you are 
So they photograph everywhere. So if you are going to fight, before you realize, they say they bomb, 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 say they are winning the war, but you don't know what they are fighting. So that's why they say don't kill civilians, but they kill certain, they do certain strategic things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So there are certain strong things that Satan has built up. And those things lift themselves up against the kingdom of God and against the gospel. And those things are blocked thoughts. And that's why I said casting down, like you would have thought that if you are going to do a great work of God, then you cast down witches and wizards. No, it's the thoughts, the deceptions. Satan has captivated the whole of Europe with lies and strong uh, places where the thoughts cannot go out cannot escape a new thought cannot come there the old thought the lies of satanic deception that there is no god that god is this god is that in our church one of the deceptions that uh, we keep fighting against you know is the deception of trying to uh, 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 trying to seek our own kingdom first and putting god's kingdom later the, the deception of trying to work out your own life and then putting God to fill into whatever plan you've made for your life. The deception of following after something that can never really be accomplished. The deception of being earthly minded and all that we do and we earn and we gain and we try to achieve and accomplish is on this earth. These are strong things that you notice I keep preaching and preaching against certain things because they are strongholds. We were brought up to go to secular world to survive, to try to get this, try to get that. We were brought up by people who were laying up treasures on earth. Our parents have been laying up treasures on earth. We were brought up by, to think that to lay as many treasures on earth as possible, the better and the wiser you are. We are brought up thinking that if you have this and you have this and you have that, these are strongholds. But Jesus said the opposite of that, that do not lay up treasures on earth. Do not. And these strong lines of thinking, you may wonder that, ah, but if you just have a thought, is it the thoughts are what control the people. It's the way of thinking that governs everything. Your whole life is controlled by what you are thinking. How your mind works and how you analyze things. That's why I started by preaching, think correctly, quickly, now. Think quickly, correctly, now. We were brought up to think that you should get married uh, after university. When you finish school and... uh, uh, you are you are settling down and so on, and uh, you have gotten certain things and established whatever and so on. That is a mindset that we have. When you go to different parts of the world, they have different ways of thinking, and that is why the age at which we marry in Ghana is different, for instance, from the age at which they marry in America. I was in a church in America, Seattle. Why? I was driving with a pastor's son, twenty. 21 years old or 23 years old. He's married with his wife and so on. He lives near his father. And I said, when did you get married? So he'd been married for about two years. So he married when he was 21 years old. You get it? So I asked him, why did you marry? He said, oh, flaming passion. Easy. He said, oh, he thinks the bottom line is the passion that was uh, holding them. And he said, oh. So I said, he said, by 25, if you are not married, it's like... It's like things are going, but it's like 30 days old, Dabi. It was not something that happened. But in Ghana, I mean, it's very, very common to marry when you are 30, 32, 35, 30, sometimes even we are going beyond that now. 28, 29, 30, it looks quite normal. But over there, I was, I was there and then I told them that, oh, I, I showed them a picture in my Bible. 
I was with the, you know, the singers who compose, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. They were sitting at the back of the car and we were talking with them. How old are they? I'm 40. Uh, they were about 42, 43 and so on. So I showed them a picture of my wife. So I took out the picture and they said, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, she's beautiful. I said, oh, yeah, I know that she's beautiful. <laughs> then <laughs> I took out another picture of my little daughter, Paula, you know, and then I showed them. So, oh, is this your granddaughter? I said, no, 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 that's, that's my daughter. That's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help me, Jesus. I said, No, it's my daughter. <laughs> I've just recently brought forth. <laughs> Amen. And so you realize that. They marry at a different age altogether. They have grandchildren. The pastor has grandchildren. All of them, because twin, you are 20 by 40, you are a grand. Uh, because you, you, you married and you gave birth and you finished giving birth. Help me, Jesus. So you realize that for us, even sometimes when we can marry, we don't marry. I have to get a fridge. I'm looking for something, something, something. Video, television, something for my house. Carpet and then other things. Even when we can marry and just live together as brothers, brother and sister, live together, smile together, have sex together, uh, just, just be friends and like how they, in the world they do boyfriend and girlfriend. Only that in your case you've signed. It's a better me if I go back. I was to go back in life. Me, I marry when I finish school. Zim, one, two, three months. I finished March by June. I was married. I said, I cannot wait for this thing again. Help me, Jesus. But there is a mind that even when you can marry, or even in school, if my children want to marry, there are people who their children will marry. We understand that you are just living together and so on. You get it. But we are still looking after you. As Christian parents, if your children are a certain age, they want to marry, if my child wants to marry, oh, you can marry, I'll look after you. I'll look after your, your, your wife. You are in school. You are students and you want to marry. It's better to marry and to commit love than to commit fornication help me jesus i prefer to commit love than to commit fornication i don't know about you but i prefer to commit love every day than to commit fornication every day we have and we got it from somewhere for instance our church is a new thing to have people full time in the middle because we came from a lay 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 people working this and because people have seen so are you a doctor so i also want to do this 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 and before i'll ever be uh, work for the lord and so people have all the but abroad or in certain places i mean like i went traveled once some some years ago i traveled somewhere and i was with my wife and then the pastor was also there with his wife. We were having breakfast in the morning. It was in Korea. And then uh, he said, oh, he works in the church, his wife, and so on. And he asked, so, I, yeah, so, but I said, oh, my wife, she's, um, she works at Attorney General's department. And the pastor said, ah! <laughs> you must get a lot of money. That's why you are not uh, leaving Attorney General's to go and work in the church. Because it's unusual for the pastor's wife to be working somewhere. 
pastor and his wife are all workers of the church. I mean, pastor and wife working somewhere. Why? We are all working in the house of the Lord together. But it is a thought line. What does it call a strong hold? Hold that is strong. It holds our minds in a way. We are not used to certain things. And so these strongholds are actually what God gives us weapons to dismantle. I say God is giving us weapons to dismantle all those thoughts. Can't you see how we have preached and preached before you can get somebody to be a missionary? Hey, it's like the man is a real man of faith. Or even to do Zogrio. It's like the person is a real man of faith. It's because strongholds have to be dismantled. And that is what preaching and the weapons that God has given us, that is what they do. They dismantle the thoughts and the thinkings that are not from God. That keep us from doing the work of the Lord. And so I want to give you one particular weapon. Amen. That is a very powerful weapon in dismantling when you enter Jericho you need it at every house you get to because this particular weapon is in the form of a master key when you get to the house and they have locked themselves inside you have to go into your boots and pick a special weapon that God is putting in your hand this afternoon. Help me, Jesus. Do you want to have that special weapon? So that when you go and the Jericho people are inside, those who have slept with Rahab and don't respect her, we will remove the key and open the door. And when the door is open, you just step into the door. Like, have you seen how they do it in the films? You step into the door now. Hey. Then you start to shoot all the, the people that are there. Ramboic moves. But before you can enter to shoot, you need a special weapon which I call a master key. It works on doors. Help me, Jesus. How many want to know that master key that works on doors? This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.